This episode is brought to you by Blue Blocks, my favorite light and sleep optimization companies. Artificial light at night exposure is associated with diabetes, obesity, heart disease, cancer and Alzheimer's. Blue Blocks provides the highest quality blue blocking glasses that filter out the specific wavelengths that have been shown to suppress melatonin in studies. Melatonin is more than the sleep hormone. It's also vital for longevity, anti-aging and immunity. Artificial light exposure suppresses melatonin up to 99% and makes your brain think that it's daytime before bed. That's why I love using Blue Blocks to guarantee my body is making high amounts of melatonin prior to sleep. They also have daytime lenses that you can use to reduce digital eye strain and retinal damage when working in front of a computer all day. You can get a sweet 15% discount of all the Blue Blocks glasses, red light light bulbs, red light devices and sleep masks if you head over to blueblocks.com forward slash seamlund and use the code seam15. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com forward slash seamlund and the code is seam15, S-I-I-M-15. Welcome to Biker's live show. My name is Teemu Arena. And right now we are going to be diving deep into daily routines and how to kind of optimize the perfect day. And I'm going to be sharing some of my practices that I do every single day. That could be supplementation, morning coffees, hydration, maybe something about um, using sauna, infrared sauna, these kind of things, uh, workouts all that and uh, how to get yourself ready for some knowledge work. So if that's interesting to you, I have also joining in uh, the studio Seam Lund, uh, the author of uh, Metabolic Autophagy, as well as um, Stronger by Stress, Mineral Fix, Immunity Fix, many other books. And uh, yeah, so can we show the slide? Also, thank you very much. Are you able to show that? So um, Seamland is an author, anthropologist, podcaster, and performance coach. And uh, with him on his side, there is also on the studio uh, Inka Immonen, who is uh, MSc in neuropsychology and also biking woman instructor on one of our online courses and online programs. She's a science writer and advocate for holistic and functional health care. So um, together, yeah, that's the, there we go. So Inga is joining us on, on, on the studio and also we will have Seamland coming over. And my name is Teemu Arina. I'm the curator of Biker Summit and co-author of the Biker's Handbook and upcoming Resilient Being book, which, by the way, also Inga is writing together with me and Dr. Oli Sovi Arvi. Uh, one of the things that we are organizing in end of April, which is very soon, 28 to 30 of April, is the Biohackers Retreat. And this is a full-on uh, retreat in Tallinn, uh, Estonia, where also Inga and me and 
Dr. Oli Soviarvi and Seem and many other great instructors will be guiding you through an optimal day. So from the moment when you wake up to the evening when you go to sleep, what would be the kind of daily hacks, optimized things, and you will be doing these things together with us. I'm going to show a little um, preview of the retreat. But before that, uh, I'll just welcome briefly in the studio also Inka and Seem. Let's see that the connection is working. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Wonderful. Looking good. I see you have a new background. <laughs> it's white. It's no longer the the previous uh, background we had in last webinar. So I see you've been doing some paint job over there. Looks good. Yes. Very good. So how has your daily routine been so far? Today has been like a pretty, I don't know, regular quiet day regular not a lot of like uh, errands or things like that and uh, we, we have mostly been working and uh, just yeah, enjoying the spring <laughs> that mm. is coming we also did infrared sauna oh yes yes mm. and uh, went for walks mm. we didn't exercise a lot to more, more like a rest day today um, but uh, yeah, it was a good sunny day. So we'll talk about the circadian rhythms later. But uh, yeah, that's what, like, I think a very important thing for um, optimal daily exposure. Absolutely. Yeah. And you will be also sharing some details on optimizing the circadian rhythm later in this webinar. So before we start, um, I ask people online to just write on the chat. Hello, like, where are you from? What's up? Um, we are have this stream going on at the Biker Summit YouTube channel as well as on the Seamland YouTube channel. And also we got some stuff going on on Biker Summit Instagram channel. So wherever you are, please tune in and tell us like we are where calling in so that we hear you. Okay, we already have... Um, Jaded Optimist from USA, we got Brutal from Texas, Gaida from UK, uh, there's Real Retainer saying just hello to everyone. The Prime Human Info uh, is asking actually when is the summit? Um, so we have actually two events coming up right now. So we have the Biohacker Summit, uh, 3 and 4 of June in Helsinki, Finland. The topic will be reversing aging, extending health span. And the focus will be on all aspects on optimizing basically your biological potential for living longer. And uh, yeah, so we have Jennifer jumping in from New York. Hello, Jenny. Melina from France, uh, living in Helsinki, welcome. Tom from Helsinki. Amazing. So um, actually Seem and Inka will also be at the Parker Summit in Helsinki, Finland. So you can get your tickets at parkersummit.com, 3 and 4 of June. Um, it is very easy to come to Helsinki right now and Finland in general, also Estonia where we have the retreat in end of April. So there is, there is no COVID stuff, <laughs> you know, there is no restrictions or any of that. And um, yeah, if you're wondering about COVID passports and all that, it's, it's not really 
necessary. So just reach out to us like if you have any questions on that. Actually, we could maybe take a quick look on the um, upcoming Parker Summit in Helsinki, Finland. Um, are you able to maybe ready to show like a little brief overview of it? You got it? Cool. So let's let's play that. So let's show like a little teaser on uh, our conference because it's way more than a conference. It's pretty much an experience and you will definitely see it on this video. We haven't shown this actually before. So let's take a look at that one. We are not human beings but human becomings. You're literally becoming a completely new person at this very moment. Within a year, most cells in your body are renewed, and within five years, every single atom that once was part of you has left and found a new home where empty space can hold energy together again. choice or the outcome of how this energy manifests is yours. Biohacker, become the better and healthier version of yourself. There you go. As you can see, it is pretty spectacular. Not your typical conference experience at all. And yeah, Seem will be there. I will be there. Ingo will be there. 
and uh, Dr. Oli Sovier will be there. And he's not just a doctor, he's also a kick-ass DJ. You saw him on the video playing also. We have pretty amazing after-party on the evening of 4th of June. And there was also some footage of our Optimized Day workshop, which is 2nd of June. So it's, there's a full day where you can like dive into your daily routines together with us, like optimizing a perfect day from the morning when you wake up till the evening when you go to sleep. Um, but yeah, go to bikersummit.com, get your tickets. And if for some reason you can't come, you can always always um, change to an online ticket or you can at any time also change to a future event. We also have events coming up very soon. So uh, there's a question about hotel, like what is a good hotel? So this event happens in Helsinki. It's a pretty small place. So I would recommend getting a hotel in downtown Helsinki. There is a conference hotel also, but the information on that is coming soon on the site. It's a new hotel that is opening up. Yeah, we got people from Mexico joining in, from Holland, from Slovakia. Really cool. Hey, um, I welcome you all. Um, so today we are talking about daily routines and how you can optimize your day. And to kick off, um, I'm going to show what my daily routine kind of looks like. So the way how I start my day um, it depends a little bit of where I am. So if I'm traveling, I have, of course, very different daily routines than at home. But this one is uh, an idea of what happens um, in my home when I wake up. So my daily routine includes an infrared sauna, some hydration, some morning coffee with supplements thrown in, a little bit of light exercise. And what I usually do is I don't um, basically look at my phone until I've done all of this. So... Uh, and, and there is also a brief moment of meditation, all that. So my idea is that I don't want uh, social media or email or any of that stuff control my day. So I start my day doing all these basic things, maybe a little bit of journaling also in the infrared sauna. And once I'm done all of that, uh, when I sit in front of my computer, that's when I take my phone out of airplane mode. But let's take a look at the video, which pretty much shows like a, a typical morning for Teemu.
there you go. That was a premiere also for that video. So one thing that I also like to do before I just get out of bed, I do some deep breathing techniques. Um, often I start with the Wim Hof method just to get my system really up and running. And uh, sometimes I lie down on a spike mat when I do that. And that's when I um, basically wait for the infrared sauna to heat up and then I'm ready to go for that. What I put in my morning drink, the hydration drink is usually C buckthorn juice, which is very high on vitamin C. I put some phytoplankton. If whales can develop one of the most complex nervous systems, one of the biggest nervous systems on Earth with phytoplankton alone, so can I. And um, what I also like to use is green powders and sometimes electrolytes also just for rehydration purposes. And uh, yeah, of course I do my supplements and all that, but I like to do also whole foods uh, to kick off. Uh, what were the ingredients in the drink? Jaded Optimist is asking. Um, so what I have in the coffee, so I mentioned just what the hydration drink has. Uh, it actually has spirulina, chlorella, and um, uh, wheatgrass, a uh, bunch of green powders, basically already uh, extracted like um, juices, like freeze-dried juice uh, powder, basically. Uh, so there is no fiber in it. And then the coffee itself, I usually put in my coffee some collagen, uh, could be also whey protein in some cases. Um, I also like to use uh, mushrooms, uh, medicinal mushrooms like chaga or lion's mane, sometimes cordyceps. Mm. What I also throw in there is MCT oil, medium chain triglycerides, uh, as well as um, grass-fed butter. In the video I was using actually um, grass-fed goat butter, which is slightly different. It's white uh, and it's pretty cool as well. And um, I use coffee, which is single origin, uh, water washed, um, some great stuff, preferably grown in volcanic soil. And coffee is a good carrier, so if I want to balance my blood, blood sugar even further, then I put cinnamon in it. I might use ginseng, all that. And uh, Jaded Optimist also says that uh, she starts dry brushing to stimulate the lymphatic drainage. I actually do that in the infrared sauna sometimes. But as you saw in the video also, I use um, uh, a massage gun. So a massage gun is very good once you get your body heated up and uh, the muscles relaxed a little bit. So I like to kind of open up a little bit with a massage gun. And I also use the, uh, one of those grip tests. So grip strength is one of the key kind of indicators of longevity. So I like to do that in the infrared sauna. And one thing that I do, I actually reverse uh, the way how I use infrared sauna. So many, very often people um, go to infrared sauna after a workout. So I like to do an infrared sauna first as a kind of pre-workout for the cardiovascular system. And then I do um, strength training type of, uh, or bodyweight training kind of things. Um, so what do you think, Sim? Uh, about my morning routine and uh, are you doing something similar with Inga or do you have like a completely different typical morning routine? So we have like analogous or uh, not entirely identical but similar. So we also do like red light. Uh, we drink coffee and uh, 
we don't like exercise directly, but um, I mean, some yoga, yoga movements or some stretching a little bit to kind of mm. yeah, mobilize the body a little bit. Mm. And also the walking pad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we're standing mm. actually on a walking pad at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, also microalgae, mm. like the chlorella. Mm. Yeah, like I think it's good to kind of help to obviously hydrate yourself after uh, waking up immediately, uh, but also like, you know, bind to some sort of um, you know because your body is you know burning a lot of fat during the night as well or it's supposed to and you you uh, tend to like mobilize some of the toxins or uh, things like that and it's a good way to kind of bind to those things right after waking up and um, you know chlorella and spirulina are good options for that uh, we actually also use um what is it uh, chlorophyll chlorophyll mm-hmm. uh, we actually have make some uh, add some chlorophyll into the water that's a good binder and the coffee itself is also like a tends to like bind to things as well both the good and the bad in some situations so <laughs> you have to be very careful like when you you know consume it right how uh, what about supplements like what is your daily regimen what do you like to take in the morning hmm. well yeah i <laughs> take like a whole lot of supplements um i think it's too many to kind of list them out or here but i would maybe say like in the morning it's a good um, from like a caffeine or coffee is a good like a circadian rhythm regulator as well so it can help to offset the circadian rhythm in the proper way by you know making you energized in the morning when you're supposed to be energized and uh, mobilizing the fat and raising cortisol like in the morning it's actually a good thing to have like higher levels of cortisol because it's supposed to start the circadian rhythm and uh, supposed to make you alert and supposed to start to make you burn fat so in the morning like the high peak in cortisol is is you know generally good Um, and uh, some people who may have low cortisol levels in the morning and they feel tired, then using caffeine can actually be a good way to kind of, you know, <laughs> give them a little boost and uh, help help them to start the circadian rhythm still uh, properly. About the circadian rhythm, so um, the Prime Human Info is asking, just wondering about red light, does it imitate sunrise and sundown? Is it wise to use it in the morning but also in the evening to induce the sleep? So uh, what's your take on red light therapy? I, I use it to... Increase nitric oxide production and vasodilation, so it's a very good combination with the full spectrum infrared sound. It's just before a fasted workout that I do. So, uh, what's your take on on red light? Slide, the circadian light, like the human sensory lightning. So mm. maybe show that. Yeah, slide. we can we can yeah show the slide uh, mm. a bit later. But uh, we personally use it the kind of panels uh, in the morning. Uh, in the evening, you don't want to have like high intensity of even the red light. Just mm. the brightness itself can suppress the melatonin. And in the evening, you just want to have like you know just the red light in like the lamp or somewhere else where it's not like directly near your body. And in the morning, yeah, the red light panels themselves can stimulate energy production, ATP production, and um, help to kind of boost the energy for the coming day. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, He is also asking about intermittent fasting at OMAD. How does it go with bulletproof coffee or supplements in the fasting window? So I basically, mm, there is days when I'm not having this uh, bulletproof style coffee in the mornings. So I'm just like taking the hydration, uh, maybe only with electrolytes. And then I eat like two dinners in the evening in a window of four hours. That is some days. Uh, That's kind of my intermittent fasting then. Um, On the days when I have the bulletproof coffee in the morning, I might also have like a 
fibrous lunch. Um, so I'm not doing intermittent fasting every day. I'm not doing OMAD every day. Uh, I think you are seeing doing OMAD uh, pretty regularly. Is that right? Uh, well, like I eat a meal once a day, but I have like calories still during the day. Um, sometimes like the protein shake or uh, I do also add, yeah, like even like some milk to the coffee. Uh, so it's not like a completely fasted state, but um, I don't think that I'm really, uh, I'm not really breaking the fast in essence because of the, my blood sugar is still stable and my insulin levels are stable. And um, yeah, I'm not like really consuming that significant amount of calories. So there's not like this on and off switch <laughs> that they buy, like every single calorie is going to stop it. Like, right. And even then it's like, depends on the goals. Like, do we need it? to actually want to have it all the time like that, uh, we don't know. Um, I'm just eating once a day, like out of convenience, mostly. Yeah, so you guys did like blood sugar monitoring also on a regular basis uh, recently, and you learned probably something about your blood sugar regulation. So what did you Inga learn about like uh, using a continuous glucose monitor? Well, I think that was very interesting because first of all, I just, learned about the specific responses on what my body has on food and we noticed that we have partially different responses on some of the foods like you can eat a high loads of carbs and you're not very you're you're not getting like a huge spike from mm. that me i ate like this portion this size <laughs> portion of a uh, muesli and i got like a immediate spike on my blood sugar i think in the morning, like the, the key for me that I noticed, one of the biggest things is that what increases my blood uh, glucose in the morning and what do I want to avoid in the morning? Because I don't want a huge spike in the morning because then I'll get the crash and I'll get the, this kind of afternoon dip in which I need to caffeinate myself or something to get the energy back. So I noticed that, for example, oat milk was pretty bad to my blood glucose. Uh, sometimes I add some plant milk to the to the coffee or actually on a regular basis every day. Um, I interchange like oat milk, coconut milk and almond milk. And only the oat milk was the one that spiked my blood glucose. So that was one of the key takeaways. And then I think one, one key insight was that you really become aware of all the other things besides food that affects your blood glucose, like sauna, exercise, stuff like that. Mm, very interesting. Uh, there's actually some good comments and conversation on the chat, both on um, our channels and Team Lunch channel. So um, you should definitely follow us, uh, Bikers, follow Biker Summit um, on Instagram, as well as on YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel and Team Lunch likewise on both channels and Inka Immonen by the way on on Instagram as well so Seamland on uh, Instagram and also his YouTube channel Star Rider Studios for example is sharing that um, he or she uses Respirate which is a device for assisted deep breathing sounds pretty cool I haven't tried that would be interested to try I've, I've used power lung and sometimes I do like kettlebell swings with power lung. So that kind of restricts breathing a little bit and it makes it a little bit more effective. And after a sauna session, it's really brutal. Um, oh, Yarrow Willard is there. Yarrow Willard um, uh, is saying you're getting younger every year, my friend. Yeah, I'm turning actually 40 in a few months. Uh, and I think I look younger and younger. Uh, big love to you as well. Hope to see you in Helsinki. So Yarrow Willard has been kind of regular. In, in the summits, he's amazing wealth of knowledge when it comes to 
wild herbs and mushrooms and uh, just like reconnecting with nature. Uh, check out also his channels, uh, Yarrow Willard, uh, the Herbal Jedi. Herbal Jedi. Cool. So um, I would love to hear, you know, if people have like specific things that you're doing in terms of your morning routines and daily routines. So if there's something that has not been mentioned, please, please share. We are, we are happy to bring that out to others as well. Um, so, or if you have any questions, we are happy to answer any of those. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, how do I increase tolerance to the sun? Well, um, I read that um, one way to make sure that you're not burning as easily is, is just to make sure that your vitamin D levels are also high. Like supplementing on vitamin D might help on that one. Also, um, like gradual like exposure to it, of course. Actually, if you want to get a tan, um, it's not about being two hours in the sunshine and grilling yourself. It's more about like being 15 minutes and sending your biology the signal that you're in sun, you need more melanin, and then going into darkness. So actually the alteration between sun and darkness, like complete darkness preferably, would be the most uh, effective and fastest way to build melanin. So not a long session in the sunshine. So I actually like to make sure I get like in midday, if the, it's a sunny day, like some of the sun exposure, and then I like to spend in, uh, in in shade most of the day. Yeah, many people take sunshine also in the morning, so they 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 get that. Like here in the Nordic region, you know, it's sometimes uh, difficult, especially uh, winter time. The sun might never <laughs> rise actually, so you need to use like a, uh, uh, like daylight lamp or a red light device or something like this to kickstart yourself. It also depends on the, the diet and the inflammation level. So if um, basically like your, your fat tissue is made of almost the fat that you eat, and if you eat like these inflammatory fats that, that tend to become oxidized very easily, then uh, exposure to the sun will also oxidize those fats in your adipose tissue. And um, that's where you experience more of this inflammation and oxidative stress, which will result in the sunburn as well. And whereas if you eat more, Mm, let's say anti-inflammatory fats, uh, not seed oils, more like olive oil, MCT oil, butter, lard, animal fats, uh, nuts and seeds, those things that don't oxidize in the heat, uh, then uh, yeah, you you will also, you know, not become this uh, burnt from the sun. Like I've never really gotten burnt. I don't remember ever getting like any like actual burn in the sun. And I do like, although I mean, <laughs> I get exposed to like the sun, maybe like, in intense amounts only like a few months of the year but uh, yeah it's never like really happened to me and also last year i found this there was one study that found that nmn actually helps to basically protect against the uv radiation from the sun so if your nmn levels are low because of you know many things uh, high inflammation again lowers nmn levels then you also get uh, burnt more easily right yeah i actually was in costa rica recently and i um I, I got a little bit of tan. Neuro, Neuralink says that um, a tan is skin damage. Uh, yeah, that's true. So you don't necessarily want to have a tan. That's for sure. If you want to look young, the reason why I look young is because I don't get sunshine. So um, here in the northern region. Um, he's suggesting um, polypodium leucomotes, polypodium leucomotes um, uh, for SPF protection qualities. I hadn't heard about that. We'll We'll dive it deeper and see what that is. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Vivek Shavan uh, says, I have read the, that mornings should be used for deep focused work and workouts are better in the evening. Thoughts on that? Yeah, actually, the I think Simi has in the slides about the circadian rhythm. Maybe you can pull out that slide, which like shows like different times of the day. And uh, we can maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, the circadian well, I can, rhythm. Start, I can start with the internal slides. Uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's let's jump into into some of that stuff. Go ahead. Okay, can you see it? Yeah. All right, I'll start and then Inka will also add. Uh, so this is kind of the main uh, overarching circadian pattern of the human body. Uh, the kind of most important one almost that the cortisol and melatonin diurnal rhythm. So in the morning, like I said, you should produce a lot of cortisol that energizes your body and gives you energy to get out of bed and start moving. And the cortisol starts rising around like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. and peaks at 9 a.m. And after that, it drops down during the daytime. It uh, goes the lowest before bed around 9 p.m. and it stays low while you're sleeping. That's how it's supposed to be. Uh, conversely, melatonin, the sleep hormone, is uh, rising after suns uh, sunset and uh, this you know usually should occur like you know 9 p.m 10 p.m and melatonin reaches its peak around 12 at midnight and uh, gradually starts to decrease and uh, as the morning dawns it goes lower and uh, after sunrise it uh, is essentially not producing any melatonin at all and you know the kind of main main uh, idea is that you know with the cortisol you're uh, in this active state and uh, producing energy and burning energy as well. And with the melatonin, you're kind of repairing and recovering itself. It's um, very important for many aspects of anti-aging and uh, longevity, the melatonin hormone. And of course, like this clock is not definite for all individuals. Like there are different circadian types. So some people might be two hours later or like two hours earlier, depending on the, the chronotype of a person. Yes. Yeah. yeah there are like some differences, even like genetic differences, but mostly they're like lifestyle um determine that you know just people have different circumstances and uh, they can't you know necessarily follow this exact pattern but this is what is kind of very like characteristic to humans that we're still supposed to like sleep at night and be awake during the daytime to get all these circadian uh, benefits and let's carry on with the second mm -hmm. slide so this this were also the same pattern unfolds itself with the spectrum of light that you experience uh, during daytime from the sunlight. So you can maybe go through. So, so yeah, now we are actually getting into the should red light be taken in the morning? Like during during sun sunrise, there is like a lot of this red toned light in the natural environment. So that might be good uh, in the morning. And uh, then during the day, you want a kind of like a full spectrum light mm -hmm. in which you get all of the wavelengths of the light and then towards the evening you want to again to turn into warm lights so you can have that red light uh, the the issue is that some of the or like one thing to consider is that some of the red light devices are pretty highly like bright like very bright especially if it's a, a big device and one of the key regulation like re, le, regulator of 
melatonin in the human body is also the light brightness, the intensity. So actually it's very important for the pineal gland, for the suprachiasmatic nucleus in the brain that you, the, the lights are dim in the evening. Mm. So that's why yes. like if you have, for example, smart lighting is a, a pretty good option for the evening you can turn it red and you can turn it you can dim it down a lot as well and we we put the lights like very dim after 6 7 p.m mm. to get that natural dimness so that's like after the sunset almost yeah yeah and uh when you're sleeping then that should be like a pitch black complete darkness mm. to produce melatonin um these different wavelengths of light have different effects on the body and um, yeah, some of them can be good, some of them can be bad. For example, the blue light that is associated with uh, you know circadian rhythm mismatches and uh, bad sleeping quality then actually has you know benefits during the daytime and in the morning. So that is also like a very important signal for the body that it's uh, daytime and you want to get this blue light in the morning uh, to start the day. And it also is like antibacterial and helps with seasonal affective disorder and mood disorders. Green light is um, mostly known for like helping with migraines, which uh, I don't know, do you have like any feedback of using green light? Yeah, like there are these specific green light lamps that has been shown. So basically all other light spectrums, if you have uh, some sort of headache or migraine pain specifically, it has been studied mostly in migraines, it will increase the pain in intensity. So if you are exposed to light, because um, many migraineurs are photophobic, uh, but then for some reason, the research has found that this narrow band of green light actually can decrease the pain uh, up to 20%. And yeah, sometimes when I have a migraine, uh, I will go to the, the clear light sauna and mm -hmm. turn the light green and just have that green light exposure. Mm, and that definitely helps for the, for the pain. But yeah, very interesting research, recent years right, about the yeah. green light therapy. Mm. Mm. And amber and red are mostly like anti-inflammatory and uh, red light does has, has been found to be improve like skin health and uh, collagen synthesis as well. Um, the circadian lightning, so this is like just an overview of what time would you want to use different lights. Um, in the morning, you want to have high intensity, warm to white light, which mimics uh, sunrise. Obviously, like the most <laughs> or the most effective thing is to just you know, go outside uh but it, you, that's not always possible in like different regions of the world like north in the north or if the, it's cloudy you can't always get the exposure to natural sunlight uh, you should still go outside a little bit to get some brightness um, but let's say if you don't have the idea of what kind of spectrums of light you want to focus on would be that in the morning high intensity warm to white light um, in the daytime high intensity white and cool light in the evening some more warmer light with lower intensities and at midnight when you're sleeping uh, no light at all to kind of help to boost uh, melatonin levels or produce melatonin levels and uh, if you do like you know go to the bathroom or whatever you can still use like very dim uh, red lights those are still better than um, the blue light from most uh, lamps and uh, let's say flashlights so this is the uh, human circadian uh, rhythm or the clock, the circadian clock of the human body that uh, shows 
the different times at what happens. So, like I said, in the morning you produce cortisol, 6 a.m., uh, 6.30, 8.30 a.m., the most likely bowel movements happen. Night, 9 a.m. is where your sex hormones like testosterone peak. 10 a.m. you have the highest alertness. Um, then uh, your peak motor coordination is around 2 to 3 p.m. And uh, muscle strength is highest at 5 p.m. You're mostly in terms of muscle power and strength. And uh, your blood pressure and body temperature are highest at 7 p.m. Then you switch over into more like recovery mode or uh, night mode your melatonin production you know starts at like 9 p.m and reaches its peak at uh, midnight you also produce growth hormone around the same time in conjunction with the melatonin you get the deepest sleep most deep sleep between the hours of like 11 p.m and uh, 2 to 3 a.m and uh, you re get REM sleep from the 3 to 6 a.m and your lowest body temperature is around 4 a.m so obviously there's, you know, different nuances you have to consider. Maybe you can't work out at 5 p.m. always, or maybe you have to wake up at uh, 8 a.m. or 4 a.m., whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, this is what the human body would naturally follow if it were to be in like this nature, uh, disconnected from the artificial interference of the modern world that tends to like uh, disrupt some of these um, cycles. Do you have anything to add to you? Mm, no, I think that was pretty comprehensive. Okay, good. Mm. Pretty good. Amazing. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh, stop here now for a second uh, and see what comments and, and so on we have. Um, question, what red light device do you recommend? So uh, I'm using my own supply. So um, here is the Biohackers Spotlight device. I'm using the one that comes with uh, is an add-on to the clear light sauna. If you, by the way, want to get um, a discount on clear light infrared saunas and red light device and all that, if you go to um, any of their websites, for example, clearlightsauna.eu, um, you can refer reference the code Temus Sauna and you will get a nice discount on that. Um, in terms of red light panels, we have a big panel, full body panel, and also half stack in the bikercenter.com store. And yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, if you are in the UK, I would recommend Red Light Rising. It's a good company to get the device locally. And yeah, we have the Flex Beam. Actually, we are getting new stock. Uh, in a few weeks, um, we should put that back in, in sale. Actually, the the flex beam device that's great for a portable one for targeted use. I often use this one actually at computer for neck and sometimes for wrists and and stuff like that. Uh, so I have like slightly different kind of uh, devices. I found a way to use all of them for different reasons. The spotlight is great for targeted use, like for Tyrod. I usually travel with this one because it's compact, but the bigger bigger panel is great in the morning as well. Um, Starride Studios is mentioning the Dose app for melatonin and, and tracking those things. Um, uh, so I, I guess it's Dose with two E's. At least there is a new sleep um, kind of app and device that uh, gives pretty comprehensive data on sleep. Um, um, 
There's also mention of Keto Mojo meter for tracking blood glucose. I also use that one because it gives you a, a glucose to ketone index, so you can understand better how both uh, um, fasting uh, blood sugar or glucose as well as uh, ketone parties like interact together. So if you want to get to, into a nutritional ketosis, the Keto Mojo device is great for getting both of those information bits at the same time. Um, yeah, there's some there's some good points here. Now, ashwagandha, like what to use in the evening in terms of supplements. Um, melatonin is of course one thing, but I would microdose it instead of taking like one milligram or more. I would take like one point zero point one or zero point two milligrams. You don't really need it that much, especially if you are young. As you get older, you probably need more. Um, I use also ashwagandha. Ashwagandha reduces your uh, cortisol levels uh, by uh, like 15% on a regular use. Uh, phosphatidylserine does the same um, on regular use. 800 milligrams, if I remember correctly the dose, I might be wrong. Um, but I remember that a lower amount didn't do much, so you need to do use a bit, a bit higher dose on that to get some results. Um, for br- blood sugar regulation, um, I learned from Sean Wells, who is a master biochemist. He's coming to speak also at Biker Summit, by the way, from US. Uh, he he told me that dehydroberberin is one of the best blood sugar regulation regulators. So berberin is great, but dehydroberberin is way more effective, and it's it might be even better than metformin uh, in that regard. So so there's there's some tips on that. Now, if you want to learn more about you know optimizing your day you can come to biker summit sean wells will be talking there seamland will be there inca will be there i will be there uh, so many other people will be there and you hopefully will be there as well so that's three and four of june in in helsinki uh finland and um, if you are uh you know interested to come in april in end of april we have um the the Biohacker Summit, uh, Bi- sorry, Biohackers Retreat. So maybe we can show the screen. So Biohackers Retreat is 28 uh, to 30 of April. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool event. Um, basically, we have three days together to learn all different aspects of biohacking and how to optimize yourself. So all the questions you guys are throwing, we have very deep, thorough information on them. If you're interested in heat alteration, saunas, infrared saunas, baths, cold showers, cryotherapy, reading techniques, all of these we will be guiding you like hands-on at the retreat. And we have some of the best information that we dive really deep into when it comes to some of these aspects. And uh, yeah, so here are some of the instructors coming over and uh, looking at the, um, the program itself. The first day is kind of the principles on biohacking. So we dive into all the basic aspects of biking. It's kind of a good landing. So if you arrive on that morning or the day before, we kind of start easy from lunch and uh, get into some of the information and optimizing metabolism, health and well-being. And then we have amazing three-course dinner. Um, uh, Sami Talberg is our chef and he has he makes amazing wild herb salads and uh, wild, like wild game and fish and all that. It's, it's very friendly for different diets. And the whole space is really amazing um this whole like retreat center itself is very conscious place um and it's a circular space we are basically on yoga mats and uh, uh, the second day is the hard part so that's the optimized day we start early 
um, uh, with uh, yoga and maybe a forest run, uh, collecting some wild herbs, learning about nature and nature connection. Uh, we go into, uh, after a brief morning wake up, uh, into a workshop and upgrade coffees and teas and all that. That's where you learn about all these supplements and how we use them. And then we have... Uh, advanced supplementation workshop so we go into all the nitty-gritty details of different supplements and how to use them uh, on your daily practice and then we have the upgrade lunch um, also ketogenic friendly and then we go into biohacking technology biomarkers variables tracking we have you know all these different devices there that you can try out um, then we jump into optimized energy and focus and stress including some uh, body workouts um, and that's where we talk about uh, mitochondria, um, the, the nervous system, you know, how to optimize yourself and your day. We do some, um, then, we, then we get into the real deal, which is like breath work, um, heat alteration, sauna, ice baths, uh, all of these things. And it all kind of culminates in the evening in an amazing like fire and cacao ceremony with shamanic drumming. And uh, yeah, it's it's very profound. People uh, who was there who were there in last September. You can actually listen on this side, like some of the interviews of the people who came there. Uh, it, it's very hard opening events. Very um, uh, very conscious setup. The whole thing, uh, how we kind of end the whole evening. And actually, I have amazing DJ coming over to guide like some shamanic journeys as well, and and some maybe some ecstatic dance type of things. And we have amazing uh, dinner as well on the second evening. And the third day is kind of recovery and integration day. So that's when we go into an extremely uh, deep sound and vibration journey uh, together. And uh, that's a good moment to really reflect on what you have learned and integrate things. And then we share things together and we learn about the experiences. And maybe we can show like a, the short trailer, uh, if you can play like the short one. Uh, the one minute one uh, we can show like how it how it kind of all looks like briefly <laughs> 